This show is called After Hours. My name is Rick Kogan, and my guest for the next 45 minutes or so is Jim Kudal. We're old friends. He is he was in the advertising business for some time, and now he is in the what business are you in, Jim? What do you call <laughs> what do you call what do you call uh, when you do notebooks now? and uh, related materials? <laughs> The way this started is it's called Field Notes, and the website is fieldnotesbrand.com. This started 12, 13 years ago when you got a gift from a friend. Yeah. I, this is, and now yeah. millions have been sold. Let me yeah. tell you that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. You got a gift from a friend. What was that yeah. gift? Well, a friend of mine is a designer named Aaron Draplin, and um, he was. He's collected all of these books that uh, seed companies and tractor companies and fence companies would give to farmers at the early part of the last century as promo items. And so he decided to make one himself, and he made them by hand, and he sent out a few dozen of them to his friends for Christmas presents. And you were lucky to be one of those friends. Yeah, we had you? worked on a couple things together. Uh, he's a great designer out in Portland. And uh, then he called me and he said, what do you think about my stupid little notebook? Did and you I really said, say stupid little notebook? Yeah. yeah. And I said, I don't think, maybe it's not so stupid. <laughs> and uh, because everybody liked it when they saw it. And so we quickly made a deal and printed 500 packs of these little craft color notebooks the color of like a grocery bag very simple with futura typeface on it um and we put them up on the web we our site was pretty popular his site was pretty popular and we uh, had 13 orders in the first day wow and so we sort of kept going with it for a while and pretty soon it took over our entire ad agency and design firm and we fired all our clients and all we do is field notes (laughs) now we're in 2,500 stores worldwide, and we have thousands and thousands of customers. Well, I was in a little store. I was in a store on State Street called Posh, which sells stuff from France and stuff from Europe. And there is Field Notes peppering the place. It's not just online. You're in a lot of stores. Yeah, and and the interesting thing about that is we're not in so many stationary stores, but we're in lots of weird places where you might not find other notebooks, which is good for us, like surf shops and bait shops and mom and pop curated little antique shops and stuff. So, I mean, we're in a lot of university bookstores and we're in a lot of big bookstores and places you would, would expect to find us. But um, I think it's the vibe of it, the way that it looks. It's very simple and um unassuming and uh, they're very well made and they're made from see that's one of the things yeah. i think that that elevates them into this you know phenomenon yeah. is what i'm calling it that they are incredibly well made i mean down to the typeface i mean yeah. you take you are concerned with every single aspect yeah. of field notes and it's all american it's all american <laughs> paper and american ink so that's a thing that's to our advantage as well another part of the phenomena is we have a regular line of products steno books and reporters and notebooks and notebooks but four times a year we do a limited edition and people can buy those limited editions direct from us they can buy them from the stores or thousands of people have chosen to subscribe so that they get these limited editions because they tend to sell out. And I think how limited are they? I mean, they must have. The start- first one we only did five hundred of. The wow. last one we just did thirty six thousand of. So wow. that's the difference. That's a good. That's a great example of the of growth. The of growth this thing. of it. Yeah, and so 
The limited editions are different colors or different printing processes, or more often not, they're associated with some sort of a story, and it's almost always an American story. Uh, one of our most popular ones was we did a National Park series. We've done um, uh, uh, fruits and vegetables and all kinds of other interesting... Uh, we did a NASA thing on the 50th anniversary of... Uh, landing on the moon and actually the limited edition that we're about to launch on tuesday, tuesday. so i'm going to spill the beans we don't usually spill the beans because people anticipate these new ideas <laughs> when we started talking about it and then the second piece of it which we'll talk about in a minute i thought of rick because it's about publishing and design in chicago so the limited edition that goes on sale tuesday is the great lakes edition it's wonderful and it's a beautiful bright blue linen cover or a textured textured cover and there's five books in the pack one for each of the lakes and the book is first and foremost it's a notebook it's right, got 48 right, pages, right, right, right 48 pages of graph paper in there for you to write uh, uh an ode to a grecian urn or milk eggs vodka for your for your for your list for your shopping list um but aside from that it also has a gatefolded map of the lake and tons of information about the uh history of the indigenous people how the name came about how deep is the lake how wide is the lake you know all of that stuff the flora and fauna um and so the limited editions are a big part of our business because of all these subscribers, but they also give us a really good reason to reach out to our audience four times a year. And it's an anticipated thing four times a year. It also, and we'll pursue this after a short commercial break, it also allows you to, uh, you and uh, and your friend Aaron Drapen, and Drap- Draplin, Draplin, and others who are involved to to express your creativity too. I want to find out exactly how this happens. Whether you guys sit around at a bar and say, "Hey, there are five Great Lakes. Why don't we do a Great Lakes thing?" I want to get to that. We'll take a short commercial break and be back with Jim Codel. We're back, and I was telling you, and Jim Codel, what amazes me about. Uh, Aaron Draplin's collection of these uh, memo books that he has accumulated that used to be given out by various companies. Almost as per- exclusively agricultural. Like wow. they were, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. It's, 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 They're beautiful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, and some of the covers are so striking. We're talking about the limited edition, the latest limited edition of uh, Field Notes. They have four limited editions each year. The next one hits, as they say, Tuesday. It is of the Great Lakes. It is incredibly handsome. It's the first time you've done five notebook package, In correct? One pack, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Tell me about some of the other ones you've done. You've done 55 of them. Yeah, we've done four a year. So um, some of our most popular ones is a couple of years ago, we did one called the Clandestine mm-hmm. uh, Edition, and that was seemed like a normal notebook until you started looking at it and it was full of very difficult to decipher information and codes and it led you into an online puzzle hunt and we had thousands of people online trying to solve these puzzles over three weeks all over the world that was pretty interesting when uh, the 50th anniversary of the moon landing happened we worked with nasa and did a thing called three missions Mm. and so the three books were one for gemini one for apollo and one for uh, mercury and uh, for that one we made a we usually make a film to go with every edition and for that one we sent a field notes into space 
we tied it to a weather balloon with a camera and a GPS locator, and we launched it over uh, Iowa. We told the F- FAA first, launched it over Iowa, and um, we tracked it down, and we had all of that over a course of a week to do all that for six seconds of footage of uh, a notebook uh, in near space, about 110,000 feet. As much fun as the advertising game was for you, I have to believe that this is uh, even more. It is. It's sort of like the ad game without clients. So yeah. that, which is sort of... Like, which is <laughs> that enriches it. Yeah. Right. I mean, we had a lot... When we were pretty successful design and advertising consultancy and we had a lot of really good clients we worked for the blackhawks Black white Sox. well you guys were responsible you and the great kevin guilfoyle the cold steel on ice no no that was from footcomb we we inherited that one but we did like good guys were black for the oh for right, the, right, the, right, uh, right 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 the white Sox and a number of other things and we worked for uh let us entertain you and banks and we named a lot of companies we we our friend Kevin uh, and I like to argue, and so naming is a really good thing to argue about. So mm-hmm. we were good at that. But um, one thing I loved about design and advertising thing is that we would get an assignment from a client in a business that we knew nothing about, and we would have to like jump into the deep end of the pool and quickly learn about this business and make a recommendation to for marketing or for a name or or, or a TV commercial, whatever. But we love that sort of compressed cramming and learning about a subject we knew nothing about. And Field Note scratches that itch. Because yeah, four times yeah. a year, like, of course, we knew what the Great Lakes were before we started <laughs> of this. Course, but, of course. But we really had to dig into the Great Lakes and talk about um, uh, reading books and doing research and all of that so that we could assemble all this credible information in the books so people could do it. We had to make our own maps, for example, and all of that. So, so how, is, how is one of these special editions born? Uh, is it a? It, it's obviously a, a somewhat collaborative it is. venture. How is it? Yeah, let's let's use the Great Lakes for an example. Yeah, well, th- this one was unusual because we we're coming out of a pretty severe paper shortage of American paper, and it was really affecting us not only because the paper was expensive, but we couldn't get some of the paper that we mm. needed for things. Mm. And so, usually, we would come up with an idea. Let's say we decided we were going to do. Um, uh, the harvest edition, which we did last fall, and we wanted a beautiful white paper, and we went out and find the paper, and we bought it. We made that the cover. In this case, we were worried about getting any interesting colored paper for the cover of this, but we found this blue, this cobalt blue paper from Nina, which has this texture on the cover of it, which led to something else. And so we bought the paper before we had the idea. Wow. And is it an idea that is that is born of you and Aaron in conversation? No, it is usually we usually I have a file called the book. And the book is just all the ideas everybody's ever had. Wow. And um, we and some of them are ridiculous and we'll never do them. And some of them, Great Lakes has been in there for a long time. We've always wanted to do a Great Lakes. We just never found the right exact way to do it. So this blue paper, we're like, now's the time to do the Great Lakes. Hmm. Um, Sometimes I'll just have a rough idea. And then with my staff, there's 10 of us here in Chicago. We're over on North Racine by Grand Avenue. And uh, we'll just talk it through and come back with ideas. Other times... Um, Aaron will <clears throat> pipe in and say, let's do this thing or whatever. So we, we're always trying to work a couple ahead of time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, sure, because sure. the production takes a long time to make the books. Um, 
So we haven't, you know, sometimes they're seasonal. Like, for example, we've done a number of fall-colored ones. So the right, fall release right, would be right. like last couple of years ago, we did a thing called Autumn Trilogy, in which the cover was embossed with a real leaf shape on it for three different color tr- trees and oak and a elm. And the paper was the color that the um, trees turned in the fall. And but somet- And sometimes they're what we like to call um, in good company. We try to associate ourselves with something that fits with the brand. For example, we did a day game edition and the books were green like the ivy and blue and uh, green oh, like the wow. grass and brown like the dirt and white like the ball. And um, a friend of ours, Kevin, uh, did it, wrote, we published a book along with that. We always, we do the notebooks for the quarterly editions, for these seasonal editions. And those are beautiful. But we usually do a little something else, either something to be purchased or something that our subscribers get exclusively. Interesting. And that gets the subscribers. Into the Gap in, was the name of that book, was it not? A Drive Into the Gap. A drive into the yeah. gap, yeah, a remarkable, remarkable story about yeah. fathers and sons. Yeah. It, it definitely was. So, um, I could. We did something interesting with this Great Lakes edition. Now you can just buy the Great Lakes edition five pack and love it. It's got one yeah. book for each oh, lake, yeah. and it's they're beautiful, and you can use them for your notebooks. If you're a subscriber or you want to buy it additionally, while we were doing research about the Great Lakes, we ran across these really dreamy, sort of hand-colored <laughs> I'm looking at them postcards now. from the 30s. And we were looking specifically for some Great Lakes postcards, just as reference material. Sure. But it sort of opened a rabbit hole. And we discovered there's this company called the Kurt Tyke and Company that basically revolutionized the postcard industry in America. Up until they were founded in 1898 or something, but up until that time, postcards were graphic in a way that could be printed like with lithography because four color printing really hadn't come around yet. Right, right. And if they were photographic, they could only do them as photographic prints, so they mm. only, only could do one at a time. Yeah. That's no way to build a business, by making one card at a time. <laughs> this guy, Kurt Tyke, came up with this concept. In he, Chicago, in too. In Chicago. Yeah. And between the 1930s and 1960s, when they went out of business, they sold a billion postcards. Just about a billion postcards. And you, when you see one, you'll say, oh, I've seen those before. Because it's a black and white photo that has been hand retouched and hand colored. It looks painterly. It does. And, they and, look like paintings. And, and, but at the time, they were marketed as more real than real, which is a really interesting kind of a concept. Um, and they I were, love it. They I were love printed it, on a linen cover, uh, a linen paper stack. Now, for paper, you'll notice papers have textures. And sure. a linen texture is a texture that sort of reproduces the feel of cloth. And so this beautiful color palette that they used on there, and most of these were for scenics, landscapes, tourism spots, buildings. Uh-huh. And the way they worked is they would send their fo- photographer, their sales reps were the photographers too. Oh. And they would take the photos, send them back to Chicago, and their artists would retouch them and add birds to the sky and do all that. So we decided that since we're in Chicago, we did a little more research. We found out that the largest collection of these Kurt Tyke um, postcards is at the Newberry, at the Newberry Library right over there. Yeah, um, and we went over and looked at them, and then we were convinced we had to make our own. Oh. So, as usual, we did it in a kind of a silly way. We Brian Bedell, who works for me, and Steve Delahoyd, who's a filmmaker who works with us. Yeah, Steve, sure. Yeah, they took a thirteen hundred mile drive to take five photos of the five Great Lakes. And the photos are basically all the same. It's basically beach, water, and sky. Yeah. And they yeah. took all those photos. They made a film of 
taking those photos. We brought the black and white photos back to Chicago. We developed them conventionally, and we did not retouch them with the paintbrush. We retouched them in Photoshop, but we retouched them in the way that they would have been retouched at the time. And we printed them with a company out in Cicero on a beautiful linen stock. And so there's a set of five postcards that are available. They were called um, Art Color Tone postcards that was kind of their trade name for them yeah and so if you're a subscriber to field notes you're going to get your great lakes books and you're going to also get these postcards if you're not a subscriber or you don't want a notebook but you want the postcards you can buy those at field notes field notes brand.com as well this so, is a really you know i am so you know we go way back here i got the first first yeah. edition of field way notes. back yeah. you know, way yeah. back yeah uh, and, and, but but you know field notes is about a lot of things but one it thing is. it really is about is about the history of american printing publishing and design yeah and so once we fell into this postcard thing and it was happened to be from chicago it was almost like it was preordained for us to make these and <sighs> and since we had a reason to make them because of the great lakes we did so Sometimes the ideas are born, one idea is born out of another one, you know, like sometimes, or a a particular paper stock or a printing technique that we've tried to do. We did uh, an edition called America the Beautiful, which is one of everyone's favorites, in which we printed them purposefully out of register. Now, in the Mm. old days when there was printing, you would have four colors, right? Right. And you would have four uh, screens that would go down, and they had to be lined up perfectly for the picture to be perfect. But they frequently weren't. Of course. Because they would get bumped out of a line. So we went to our printer, who was using this big digital press, and we said, we want to knock the magenta color out of whack. And they're like, you want to do what? Yeah, what like, you, yeah, because now it's all computer controlled. It's never yeah, out of sure. whack. But we wanted it to have that mushy, gross sort of calendar in the garage from 1920 feel, and they came out beautifully. So, like sometimes we're trying to reproduce a technique, just like with these postcards, but we try to do it honestly. Try yeah. to, like it would be easy to just fake this whole postcard oh, thing in Photoshop and print totally. them out, but that's all fun. Like, well, that's something. I mean. Yeah. You get, to get to be able to make a glorious mistake sometimes. The whole yeah. care and concern that goes into everything, field notes, yeah. is I think what has, you know, it's all that well and good to say, yeah, these are really handy little notebooks and you can put them and they mostly fit in your pocket. But I think that what has elevated field notes is the care that goes into the typography, the design, and the thoughtfulness of it all. Yeah. Uh, we got to take another break. You got to hear some news, and I'll be back with Jim to talk more about this. Uh, I, I just, re- you really should go to fieldnotesbrand.com. There's a lot going on on that site. Yeah. And, and I there'll think. There'll be a lot more going on on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. You can go on now and don't sleep until Tuesday. We'll be. <laughs> We'll be back in a few minutes. I have a few more minutes, a precious few minutes with Jim Codal of uh, of many things, but uh, specifically of FieldNotesBrand.com, which just go to the website. I, Jim, I, I, talk to somebody and tell them what's on the website, because I, I, I'm rambling and saying it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, we it's, have all of our current products and descriptions of them and um, basically how they were made. Um, there is also a list of the previous limited editions which is now this is our 55th one that's going to drop on um, tuesday tuesday so the other 54 are up there and and for most of those we've made a film to accompany it Mm. so there's a lot to look at there there's a blog and then there's the you know place where you can order which we appreciate if you would yeah um and they're 
Um, you know, we deal with the website like we deal with the notebooks. We try to keep it simple and straightforward and um, um, make it beautiful. So. And you also have pens and yeah, pencils pens and, and pencils. all sorts of... We have, yeah, we have lots of related products. All well, sorts yeah. of other stuff. You yeah. were reading something off the air. Uh, read it on the air. I, I was going to talk just a little bit more about sure. these postcards, this Kurt Tyken company. Um this guy, this author from the University of Texas Press, Jeffrey Melkies, wrote a book called Postcard America, Kurt Tyke and the Imaging of the Nation. And we use that as some of, for some of our research. And he said about these cards that um, the company's vision now functions both as a powerful artifact of the cultural history of a particular era and as a powerful stimulus to nostalgic reimaginings of the past. Which is interesting to me, especially this reimagining, that we're not visiting the past. It's sort of, this is what we think the past looked like. Yeah. Like, yeah, in a way. But I also think, you know, in this, in this era of, of, you know, quick and I think icy internet age in which we're living, I mean, what Field Notes does, what these postcards do, what the limited editions do, and everything you do... It doesn't just – it's not a reinv- – it's not a nostalgic no. trip at all. No, no. It's not. We're we're doing them – it's part of the history of American design and publishing, and we're doing it in that tradition. Um, it's not to say that we're not influenced by the past. You oh, know, sure. You know, Rick, the, I lived with my grandfather for a while after my grandmother died, and he was a – note taker deluxe and he would rip out a little paper piece of the newspaper and he'd write a note on it and i would say gramps why are you writing on that little piece of paper you know you're just going to lose it and he said to me and this is the tagline of field notes now he said i'm not writing it down to remember it later i'm writing it down to remember it now yeah that the simple act of making a physical note imprints a thought in your brain in a much different way than tapping on a little piece of glass does. Than an email does. Right. right yeah. Or right. even writing an email or yeah. reading an email. I could not, could yeah. not agree more. I, we saw, somebody sent us a study from one of the Ivy League schools and they compared uh, students who attended lectures and took notes by hand versus students who typed their notes into a laptop and their retention and the people who took notes by hand had much better retention for a simple reason that maybe isn't so obvious if you're just typing down what the person said the words are coming in your ears and they're going out your fingers you can't write by hand fast enough to do that so you're making editorial decisions about what's important when you're making notes and so you remember those so I I have a phone we work on computers we love the internet but there is something about Field notes and a real physical object that is still has a a big place in people's lives, and we're glad that's See, true. I'm with you on that because yeah. I cannot remember unless it was a, a a crooked politician the last time I used a tape recorder with an interview. Yeah. I, I I take notes, yeah. and I think it is uh, it's helped me certainly. Are you Jim Codall? Before I let you go. Uh, are you often flabbergasted at the success of field notes? Yeah, I, the thing that 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 we enjoy the most is when we run into them in the wild, like someone's using them, and then or someone just sent us an invitation to their wedding because they were field notes fans and they had bought field notes and um, and they just wanted us to 
come to the wedding because they loved us so much. No, we didn't go to the wedding. It was on the West Coast somewhere. You sent a present? But, no, what we actually did was we uh, took a hundred field notes and we imprinted their names and the date on the back and we sent it to them. And so, like, that doesn't mean everybody who's getting married gets free notebooks if they invite <laughs> yes, us to the wedding. But, yes, but we do have, like, lot, we have a lot of interaction with a lot of people who use them for different places. We have a regular customer who's up at McMurdo on the North Pole. I think it's South Pole, North Pole, one of one of the one of the, the base, one of the bases up there. Uh, fire spotters in the Gila National Forest are using field notes. Like we love when we see the note. We love the notebooks everywhere, but we especially love to see the the thing that's interesting that I've always said is that it's just as valuable to a coffee sipping hipster in Brooklyn as it is to a guy in a ice fishing shanty in outside of Duluth. Like there is it, it the, our target audience is everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. When you satisfy and again I mentioned it before it is a, another thing that just distinguishes these is the quality that goes into every decision that manifests itself in the notebook. It yeah, is. I mean, we can't compete with a lot of notebooks that are made overseas. We just, on a price basis, we can't, so we don't try. Like, we, you know, we're, we just make the books that we make. And maybe that's why we're in a lot of eclectic stores and not in, you know, Walmart or whatever. But the, um, but that's okay. Yeah. Like, not everybody wants to buy the same notebook. Like, and, and I, people appreciate the made in the USA aspect of it. No Most question. of it in the Chicago area and Wisconsin, but some on the coast as well. Different printers, um, you know, are in different places. And, and also this attention to history, the attention manifested this time in these incredible postcards. Yeah, yeah. well, the, 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 the end of it, the road for the Tyke Company was soon after they had developed these art color tone photo postcards. And they had been very popular. Four color printing became more and more common. And then the ability to print four color photographs, which in the time... They were called, those. These were called linens, and those were called chromes. Mm. And now the only postcards you can buy anywhere basically are photographic postcards. Sure, so, sure. Um, it's sort of they had this window, and they they made head, hey while the sun was shining. Um, and I think maybe that's why there's an elegiac feel to it, or as the guy said in the book, the reimagining of the past. Like we're looking back. We're not, we're not nostalgia necessarily. No. We're looking back at a moment in time in which these postcards could exist and appreciating it. It is in its way. It's you're making something that honors history. That For honors, sure. For uh, sure. We past, did a, that honors the past in a very modern, yeah. Uh, yeah. artful way. Yeah, we've done. We did an edition called the Dime Novel Edition, which there was two brothers, and I'll make this fast, in New York. Uh, the Beatle Brothers, who uh, started basically the uh, dime novel. They would release a novel every week and sell them on, at newsstands in New York. And the first one they released sold 40,000 copies. Yeah. Rick, if you wrote your next book, if it sold 40,000 copies in a week in 2022, you would be number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. And they did it every week. Wow. But they only existed between the development of this press that they could do it, right. and they had favorable postal re- regulations. And the post office said, "Okay, you're not a periodical; you're a book, so you have to pay the full rate." And they went out of business. Goodbye. Yeah. We only cost a dime. <laughs> it was really a dime. Jim Codal, it is great to reconnect with you, and it's great to see the incredible success of Field Notes. You, ladies and gentlemen, can read about 
Jim and Field Notes in next Sunday's Chicago Tribune. For those of you who want to be old-fashioned and pick up a printed material newspaper, yeah. printed material, <laughs> it will also be online as early as Wednesday. Jim, it's great to see you. Thanks. Yeah, Tuesday is the day when the Great Lakes uh, edition and the Art Color Tone postcards drop on our site. Go to the website. You'll be... Uh, entertained and enlightened fieldnotesbrand.com we'll be back in a couple minutes thanks rick